0: Back listeners to everywhere we go, the home of all things FPL draft. You join us for season two, episode 17, for a game week 14 preview. This week, me and Ollie chatted on Zoom about the must start and sits ahead of this game week. We'll then finish up with some quick fire questions for Ollie. Enjoy. How's it going, Ollie? Keeping well, Will. How are you? I'm good. I'm currently seeing you on your lunch break, reclining on a bed, so you, you I, must um... be in good spirits. I'm digesting a Greggs
1: at the moment during this <laughs> what, luscious what? time. I'm a block with meetings all day, and you get an hour off during the day, and all you got to do is just slam in, a, slam in a little podcast, you know, a lunchtime poddy. The modern man you are. What Greggs do you have? Right. Don't hate on me, but actually love them. It's the uh, roast chicken baguette with mayonnaise. Right, because okay. uh, Do you know what I like is they put at least maybe a quarter of a salad leaf across the whole baguette and <laughs> okay, you know okay. and they're like yeah that that'll do um but yeah just the most amount of mayo and chicken between actually right. quite a nice baguette so yeah yeah that and then I've got some had to go run out Sainsbury's and get some dinner because got pub golf tonight it just doesn't
0: stop oh my god living the life up yeah. in Leeds uh, oh, yeah, so are tough. you are you ready to dive in quickly to this bite-sized uh, version of everywhere we go. Yeah, uh, go on then. We'll hit them with the starts first. This is only the beginning. So first one off the board, Ollie, I've gone for Arsenal players against Forest, obviously. Yes.
1: Yes, I can see why you've done that, being an Arsenal fan. But I yeah. actually have a contrary opinion for you on this one. Okay, go on, hit me. Okay, so Forest have been defensively very sound, actually, lately. Um, I believe in the last four games, they've kept two clean sheets and only conceded two goals. The two clean sheets were in the last two games, and they did keep Liverpool out in their last game. Uh-huh. Yes, Liverpool this season have been very up and down, but... Is there not any shred of doubt in your mind that maybe, maybe you're only getting say one goal?
0: There is um, a bit. Yeah, there's been a slight Arsenal slump in recent weeks. Um, weirdly, we've had the third worst um, xG in the last three games, uh, as per wow. Understat, with just two point four zero. Only Southampton and Palace have worse, um, which is strange. However, I think that going into this game, Forest are yet to win away at home. They've conceded the fourth most away goals. And they've only yep. scored one goal away from home, which is dead last. So when I say starts here, I mean you're obviously going to start your Sackers, Martinelli's, Jesus's, etc. Yep. That's a given, pretty much every game. However, yep. defensively, I'd say definitely start your Gabriels, Salibas, um, left back. Who we say and then on at left back, I'm going to say it again. I think Tierney will finally come in. I, I know I've said it quite a few times this season, and it hasn't happened. But Tomiyasu did look shaky against Southampton, And one thing that Arteta likes to do is he likes to reward good performances and kind of punish bad performances. So I feel like Tierney will come into this one. So if he's on your waiver wire, try pick him up for this week, maybe. Uh, Moving on, have you got any startums? Yes, I do, actually. I'm going to talk about my team. I'm going to talk about Fulham. I can't lie.
1: Um, We're playing Everton this week. Uh, We've just come off a lovely 3-2 win against Leeds, where... um, I, the main man that I want to talk about is Willian from this game. Okay. It's the last two games against Aston Villa, where we won three 0 and then obviously scored three again. Um, he got an assist against Villa, and yeah. he actually came out in the post-match uh, interview on the Fulham website, and um, he was asked because he had quite a lot of chances to score, but didn't put any away. Okay, but asked like, oh, do you think do you think a goals you know a bit unlucky today? About the the goal situation. <laughs> Willie and literally just looked at it and just was like, Don't worry, they're coming. And then he goes out what two, three days later against Leeds? Nets. Yeah. And you're like, yes, this is a man who <laughs> he clearly has some confidence about him, even though he's I think he's 34, 35, but he's still got a turn of pace on him. Yeah. Um, and he's getting up and down that wing.
0: So does he, does he take any set pieces as well?
1: No. So weirdly, when he first came in, he started taking some of the set pieces, but Andreas Pereira is is just something else on that nailed them on really um yeah so he he's been taking them really um but yeah obviously you're gonna start your Mitros. like he's he's scored what three and three now he's got nine for the season in Mm. 11 well i say 11 games it's realistically he only was on for about 10 and a bit games yeah um so he's obviously starting. Andres Pereira. If you don't have him, I've been raving about him all season. Obviously on the set pieces. Fulham. I don't have the stats actually, but Fulham have got to be up there for probably the most set, one of the most goals from set pieces. I know we had the most goals in the championship last year yeah. from set pieces, um, and it seems to have carried on. Another yeah. player for Fulham I want to talk about: Harrison Reed. Yeah. Um, he weirdly in the last like sort of two three games has been Become a lot shabby. more attacking. Yeah, well, we call, we we call him the ginger Iniesta. He's taken sort of the Steve Sidwell from a few years ago. We've uh, we've adapted it to him. He's unbelievable. Like he like genuinely get him on the plane at some point. Like he's he's get he's nearing a call up. I swear. But um, yeah, he's he's actually been getting in in the points. He got an assist against Leeds. Um, yeah,
0: great assist. So one thing, Ollie, is that you've got United. You have got a double trip to Manchester coming up over the next two weeks
1: we do i'm I'm mainly only just gassing us up about this game against everton because we are home where we have been very good this season no yeah everton i mean everton last game out three nil mm. dcl back as well what do you think about that will any any everton very f- happy everton players sorry i should say
0: to start i mean you know you know what actually well i i'm i'm sort to of have a weird obsession with everton and you're definitely going to start dcl here um just his, his last full sit season of fitness was about two years ago. During that season, he was 14th highest in goal and goals per 90 minutes at zero point uh, five five oh. So basically, uh, one goal every two games, which is very very effective. However, I think he's still a bit off the pace. Um, he only got an xG of zero point two against Palace, despite that um, cracking goal. Fulham very good at offensively, but as you've mentioned, quite poor defensively. Um, another one maybe Dwight McNeil. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to enter the conundrum zone again. But he did no. look good when he came on for a bit against Palace, against this leaky Fulham defence. Maybe he could be worth a pick up. Are you going to mention your ex-player, the man we saw at O Beach?
1: Owobi. Yeah,
0: yeah, of course. I mean, as you mentioned in the recap episode, if you guys haven't checked that out, check that out now. Uh, yeah, Owobi, someone that really has been uh, performing really well recently. I'm not sure how much it's going to continue, to be honest. I mean, realistically, what was the goal against against United was an absolute beamer. He gets, you know, two assists, a, a couple of returns over the last two weeks. I'm not sure if it will continue, but um, DCL definitely the one to aim for. If we just move away from Everton quickly, Brentford have got Wolves at home this weekend. Yeah. Um, I know you're big on the Brentford defence.
1: Yes, and they just got hammered four and they looked really bad against Villa. Mm. But um I mean, Wolves equally have been shocking in attack. Last game, well, they actually didn't look too bad. Diego Costa did look quite threatening, I have to say. But still, I just feel like this weirdly Wolves without any teeth, I'd say. Um, Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, do you see what I did there? Um, (laughs) uh, I bang on about this every week. I think I said it on the recap show. Brentford at home. It's just screams clean sheets for me.
0: Three of their four clean sheets this season have come at home.
1: There you go. It it just I watched them at home and they are just so solid.
0: Another one, another one, another one. I know I know you like this player. He was nailed he was your nailed on last week. Ben Me didn't play last week. So listeners, if you've got, you know, a Ben Me owner in your league, just drop a little trade out there for this week. He might get spooked, think, oh Ben Me's out of the team or something. I think Ben Me will definitely come back into the defense this week. Will uh, against will uh,
1: there's been a lot of fixtures. Um maybe it's just a sort of rotational thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh but moving on, Ollie, let's just Get right into Pep Roulette here. Um, Harland injured potentially against Dortmund. Extend yeah. not entirely known yet, but therefore, come on, Alvarez.
1: Yeah, I I am an Alvarez owner. I've been sitting with him, I know you... and I am starting him this week <laughs> as my lone striker. Um, it's it's one. Of the, I don't think. Harland owners do not get scared from what Pep has said he seems to be okay I expect it yeah. Harland he may even start on the weekend but he may only play sort of 60 minutes or something like that so I wouldn't I wouldn't be scared do not worry um uh-huh. but yes Alvarez owners I would definitely actually probably start him this week if you have him because you just you just know city like they score so many goals that realistically you want anybody who's on the pitch for them. And wow. Leicester, Leicester have actually been somewhat solid lately in defence. I think I spoke about it. They've had four clean sheets in their last five, Yeah. Um, but it's tough. I mean, City is just, they can roll anybody over if, at any time.
0: If, if we're trying to look at players that are going to get some points here, some minutes here, Oli, uh, Morris started the last two games, obviously missed that penalty against Dortmund and wasn't great against Brighton or didn't return. Um, Grealish came off the last 10 against Dortmund. I know there are a lot of anxious Grealish owners out there. Um, He could get some points this week. Um, And then the back four against Dortmund was Cancelo, Diaz, Ake and Stones. Kanji came off of Cancelo at halftime, I think. Um, So we could see some Laporte minutes. He played his first full 90 against Brighton last week.
1: Yeah, I would expect Laporte to play. Um, I would also expect Jack Grealish to play, probably. But besides that, I think Diaz will probably stay in there. It's nice to see Stones back because he's just come back from injury. But realistically, he's probably not going to play in uh, in this game. So yeah. I think Laporte, Laporte, Diaz, Ikanje and Kinsella would be the back line. Yeah, And then I'd expect Foden will probably still play. Foden... Either Haaland or Alvarez, and then um, Grealish starting up
0: top. Mm. And then moving on, finally, Ollie, Palace against Southampton. Come on. What are we going to say here?
1: Right. We've got to say it again. The broken <laughs> record, that is just Palace defense, please. <laughs> please. Please, guys. Please do something for us. Like, I gambled on you, and you really just did nothing for me. In their, um,
0: The thing is, though, Ollie, in their last five games, Palace are eighth in expected goals against. Over the same time period, Southampton are dead bottom in XG with 4.45. So I don't, and I also don't just want to say don't let that plucky result against Arsenal fool you. This Southampton team is still very shaky, and in my humble opinion, should have been about 3 0 down in the first half. Therefore, I would be very happy starting my Palace defenders this week, despite the recent letdowns.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, also, I'd say I know Palace have been very poor going forward at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know what's going on there, but at least someone who's caught my eye in the last few games has been Elise, um, drafted fourth round in our our draft league by Joey. Don't quite know what he was thinking there, but um, no, he's been he's actually been good since he's come back in the team. I think he started the last two games.
0: Yeah, even though he's I been,
1: think... he's been subbed off in both, but he has been.
0: I think the problem is with him there is that basically they are missing Decorre in midfield, and therefore they're putting players that aren't midfielders in there which sounds great and should be great but then they go and lose 3-0 to everything because they can't keep the ball and it's yeah. like oh but it, hopefully it's an issue st- maybe maybe stop playing Jordan Niu
1: yeah they're just a, a small man who loves to press that's all <laughs> all he is to me
0: okay let's move on to some siddons one I've got right off the bat here, Ollie. Yeah, uh, Villa players against Newcastle. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm bursting the balloon. Um Wait, Villa, ob- I'm with ob- you. Obviously off to a great start against Gerard. Um but this is just a tough matchup to be honest. Um,
1: newcastle the most informed team in the league going into this game as well
0: literally the best team in the league over the last five games uh they've scored the second most goals they're first in the form league and they've conceded three which is fourth best i mean it, they're flying the season, at the moment
1: they've conceded 10 which is the best
0: in yeah the league. um and i was actually um i was actually bigging them up at the beginning of the season defensively well we'll let everyone know that
1: yes but william who did you actually get into <laughs> your team from their defense
0: Crips and Target, which I'm, I'm probably going to trade out for Tierney this week, which is a bit annoying. But, you know, you know, sort of on the right track there. Um, yeah. But but back to Villa. The one thing I want to say about this game is that I think that Villa obviously blew Brentford away quite early on in the game, which is a great achievement for them. This Newcastle side is very different. I think, for instance, whereas Brentford has sort of been shown to like sort of slip out of games a bit, i.e. against Newcastle a couple of weeks ago, Newcastle will not have that same issue. Even if they go a goal down, maybe even two. Newcastle will be very confident in staying in these games. What do you reckon, Ollie?
1: Yeah, they I mean, you saw it in the uh in the three three against City. Exactly. I mean, they were fighting right till the last minute, even even against a team such as that, that they're gonna get a draw. They're still there trying to go for the win. Yeah. So I don't think they have somehow Eddie Howe has installed a mentality in them that they don't really know anything else but pressing and scoring goals at the moment. Mm. So I think I think I'm very much with you. One one thing I would like to say is Danny Ing's his goals i don't know if you saw his celebrations after but he just looked angry i like, it like he just looked sort of steely eyed right. and he was like yeah like gerard you didn't play me enough here i am you've got the sack and here i am getting a brace the one Have the some one th- of that
0: the one thing i will say obviously uh you unai emery's come in to villa uh we should mention that uh unless you've been living under a rock yeah, what, um, what's your thoughts on that? Ex, Ex-Arsenal obviously had him there. So the thing is with Emery, right, is that w- when he was Arsenal manager, I remember him, recall him as being uh, having a very, so, sort of fairly turgid, boring way of playing in which we didn't really get anything that fluid going, but it was kind of effective at the same time. However, I sort of did some research and I sort of looked at the numbers into it and under Villarreal and Arsenal. And Emery teams are statistically very good. I mean uh, both uh, Arsenal and Villarreal Vill- were top four in xG and goals for and I also remember Abamyang was like the top scoring fancy player when Emery was in charge so if you're a Watkins owner and he's sort of going to deploy Watkins this is completely this is yes. I don't know if it's going to happen but if if Watkins Say is going to if Watkins is going to be deployed in that similar role It could be really effective.
1: Well, I hope you're right, as I am a Watkins owner. And I would quite like him actually getting me some points now.
0: So for Villa players, I would say this week, I'm not too confident. And also, actually, in the next four weeks, Newcastle away, United at home, Brighton away, Liverpool at home. That's not a great start to your managerial career, even with a big World Cup break in the middle of it. Um, but I'm not too pessimistic about it. Um, I'm sure there will be some, some return to them. Any other um, sit-ins this week, Ollie? Yes,
1: Brighton forwards. So since Potter has left, Chelsea have been so strong defensively, uh-huh. uh, keeping a lot of clean sheets. And Brighton attacking-wise, they had the 3-3 against Liverpool first game since the new manager. Yeah. Since then, no goals against Spurs, no goals against Brentford, no goals against Forest. And then their last time out, they got one goal against City. Mm. Now... It's it's not like they, they had amazing attacking output with Potter, but the mm. people like uh Pascal Gross and Trossard that was really profiting under his management, sorry. Um mm. they seem to have dropped off. Trossard seems to be the the one that is at least still trying to keep going. I think he got the goal against City. Yeah. Um but He's I, wing I, back
0: though.
1: yeah, I just wouldn't I wouldn't be excited about any of their attacking players now, really.
0: Yeah, that is disappointing, especially for for me as a Trossard owner. But if you are going to have one, I guess Trossard is a used one, even if he is playing uh wing back. Uh, yeah, this will be an interesting game, though. You know, the, the Potter Revenge game. Any more sit-ins then Ollie?
1: Yes, and this is—I don't even know if this is controversial anymore. Okay, but it's actually—it's going to be Liverpool defenders against. Um, they've got Leeds at home. Yes, you're at
0: Anfield. Right. Okay.
1: But Leeds, obviously, having watched them um, in person. Yeah. They are very good going forward. I I have to say Uh Aronson in person is a lot better than I was expecting to uh, see. They've got Bamford back. They've now got options up front. They've sort of had a lot of injuries, yeah. but they've still been scoring. And this Liverpool defence, I mean, they won 3-0 against Ajax in the Champions League midweek, but Ajax had a load of chances. They're still giving up just so many opportunities to opposition Mm. I can see that like Liverpool will win but I can see Leeds at least scoring a goal and that clean sheet going yeah definitely this week on Ollie's Oddball I've already spoken about him on the pod listening so sorry for deja vu Mm. but it's going to be Willian of Fulham Man got 10 points against Leeds for his goal, and he got the three bonus points because I have to say, he was fantastic on the day. He's got an XG of 0.7 and an XA of 0.8, but has only featured in five games and had three starts. But three of those starts have come in the last two games where he was electric against Villa with the assist, and then he's got the goal against um, Leeds. With Everton at home, they've been leaky at the back. And Fulham have been unbelievable at scoring goals at home. I think it's definitely someone to look at to get in, to so get him in and win your game weeks.
0: Thanks very much, Ollie. <laughs> okay, let's move on to some quick fire edit questions. Okay, Ollie, here are the people they need your help. Yeah. Will you help them? Yeah. Okay. I can do this. Would you drop Alvarez for DCL?
1: Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. Absolutely not. As like well, especially for this week coming. Okay. Um as as we were discussing Haaland's little injury. I think unless unless you Alvarez is gonna have to be your number one striker, mm-hmm. I would say absolutely not. If you've got no one else, then obviously DCL, but DCL has this injury issues that you don't you can't guarantee him for a whole season.
0: No, a whole um, month.
1: yeah, exactly. So I mean let's take my team for example. I've got Alvarez, but I've also got Ollie Watkins and I've got Skamaka. So between those three and my team set up that I knew I wanted to play probably only one up top this whole season. Mm. It's set up that I only need one of those three to be doing it so I can sort of carry Alvarez. Um, So I personally would say absolutely not, because I think even if he comes on for half an hour in a game with City and also he's a quality player, he's going to get chances.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next one. Drop Dallo for Gomez or Stones. I have Ake.
1: Um, if you have Ake, I whoa, I, I personally don't think is gonna carry on starting in the Premier League. I think the really? port's gonna start in the Premier League. Mm. So I'd be worried about that as as it is. So if anything, I'd probably be more inclined to drop Ake and keep Dalo. Um yeah. but if I was gonna pick uh Gomez um or Dalo, I would probably drop Gomez. Really? Um For Stones. I think Manchester United under Ten Hag are still only improving um, and getting there. And like I've said, this Liverpool defence, I know we all think Liverpool's going to come back, but I think Liverpool's going to come back. Question is when, obviously. Yeah. But also I think they're going to come back more offensively. Um right. And they're going to just get a better output. They're going to win games 3-1 instead yeah. of they're going to start being more solid at the back. I mm. think it's going to come from that, that they're, they're climbing the table.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, next one. Going to drop Paqueta for either Iwobi or Andreas. Thoughts?
1: Uh Love it. Personally, Paqueta has re- really been a disappointment. I know Dan is not happy with him um <laughs> at all. Having stern DMs with Paqueta. He's got no responses <laughs> as yet. Um But... For Awobi or Andreas, I mean, if it came down to it, I'm obviously going to take Andreas personally. Yeah. Um, also, I think... I think Andreas he takes he takes the corners at Fulham, like I was talking about earlier, mm. with scoring a lot of goals from set pieces. Um, he also is seeming to be getting a lot more goal scoring opportunities now as well compared to at the start of the season. He had a one on one against Leeds that he missed that he definitely should have put away. Um, but yeah, I I probably say out of the out of Wobi and Andreas. Andreas and definitely at least one of them for Paquetta.
0: Okay, nice. Wave Grealish for currently injured but returning after World Cup Kulusevski? Oh, I
1: just feel Grealish. I just don't know. Um
0: <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Pat knows.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um I would say the the, the issue I have about this is waiver him is you, you, it's not like you're trading here with that you know as soon as you drop Grealish, that's it. He's mm. gone. Um Kulisevsky, the issue with Kulisevsky is he's a great player, but Spurs are just
0: all not over the shop.
1: Good at the moment. So it's almost like do you want a player who's not playing well but in a team that's scoring? Or do you want probably one of the better players that's in a team that's not scoring? Mm. Um personally, I think if you can get Kulisevsky. Get him for Grealish. I take Culisaci for Grealish. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'd be 31. I'd be wary about dropping Grealish onto the waiver wire.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, last one: Cresswell, Matip, or Doherty for the rest of the season. Cresswell has the second most chances created behind Trippier. He is the goat after all.
1: Right. So, Cresswell, I personally would take here. Like we said, he um, he's very good with creating chances. He gets that output. And West Ham, actually, in the league, have an expected goals against of 11.2, which mm. is third in the league, only behind yeah. Arsenal and City. And I'd like to add, West Ham have played a game extra compared to both of them. Wow. Um, so... They've been basically unlucky, West Ham, with the amount of goals they've been conceding. They've had a lot of injuries in defence. yeah. And I think when when they're, all their players are back and fit, they are going to start keeping those clean sheets on track with some of the top teams. Matip, I don't even think Matip will be getting that many minutes for uh, Liverpool. I've obviously mm. been saying since the start of the season, Van Dijk and Gomez and if anything, I think Kanate would come in instead if he ever gets back fit. Um, Doherty, we've talked about it so many times on this podcast of just the uncertainty with the Spurs fullbacks. Boom or bust. One week it's him, one week it's Emerson Royale. You know who knows after the World Cup if Jed Spence is even going to get some minutes. <laughs> I think it's best with so...
0: the I think it's best with the Spurs fullbacks to literally do it on a week by week basis. Go like, okay, yeah. who who's played midweek? Do I have a spot I can pick him up for? Yes, is it a good fixture? Okay, fine. That's. I think yeah. that's actually the best way to do it.
1: Yeah. So I'd say out of them, Cresswell's the only one that I think has a guaranteed start. I think he's probably going to be in the best defense out of the out of the three of them, and also makes the most chances. So no brainer for me.
0: Nice. It's Cresswell. Lovely. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Ollie. Thank you for having me. Uh, hopefully, I'll have you in person next week. Oh yeah,
1: coming down to London, bombing down the M1 on month- <laughs> on Sunday
0: lovely stuff okay yeah thank you very much listeners apologies again for the uh, the zoom podcast we will be returning next week in person um, thanks very much for listening keep an eye out for the twitter where we post lots of content Ollie, thanks very much thank you for having me Will sorry for stealing you your lunch break away from you
1: it's okay I wouldn't want to do anything else
0: <laughs> thanks very much for listening listeners bye
1: bye nice.